PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. The Meat Limit is a weekly topical movie, entertainment, and television podcast where your three soon-to-be new best friends guide you through the world of movies, TV, streaming, Hollywood news, their deepest, darkest desires, and so much more. Join Scarlett, Leon, and Matt as they discuss all things entertainment and what's coming, what's going, what's here to stay, and what should have never been. Plus, bonus content including, but not limited to, personal opinions, medical advice, cooking tips, harrowing tales of terror and suspense, bits of laughter, random games, and the weekly Leon's Corner, patent pending. Tune in and reach your meat limit the popular local centric shopping event orlando flea returns to downtown march 31st orlando flea is a daytime indoor makers market with over 35 local and regional artisans makers and creatives selling locally designed posters t-shirts pins and jewelry along with vintage clothing enjoy lunch desserts and a full bar while you show love and support to the local creative force of nature on display at orlando flea Orlando Flea is Sunday, March 31st, 12 to 4 at Celine at 22 South Magnolia Avenue in downtown Orlando. For updates and details, follow Orlando Flea on Instagram at Orlando Flea. Chris Crespo All the fun. Radio no, but I Show. Everybody likes it. I don't, I don't listen to shit. Just pretend. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's tearing myself down. It's, it's one hour up. of the Chris Crespo Radio Show. Every week. Not an hour now. <laughs> Welcome to Cinema Crespo Right here we go, Drusley Kyberg. Welcome to Cinema Crespo Diso. I'm your host. What's my name? Chris Crespo. That's right. Episode it's the Chris Crespo Radio Show. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everyone likes it. Listen to, to his shit. But then see, it's also called shit at the same time. So it's, like, so it's also not going to. No, but it's good. But apparently, it's that good shit. Chris. It is that good. That, see, when is shit? Sometimes shit is good. Sometimes it's bad. Here, so, it's a mixture of the two. I mean, there's shit. There's shit. The shit. shit. Got, got that shit. Yeah. Got that shite? Yep. Oh, we got some of that good shit we do. No, we all just sometimes, sometimes you take a shit. And sometimes you go take a shit while you listen to Cinema Crespity. So if you're listening to Cinema Crespity, so while you're shitting, hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag. <laughs> That's a lot of shit. Uh, Crespo movement, and we'll know what's going on. Mm. Juicy Cogburn, here's your, uh, your weather threat update. Weather threat update. Current weather level is blue. Watch out for drones in the sky. Oh, With not, us. Not yet. There's there's still FAA regulations against that shit. <laughs> Once those go away, then we're fucked. Yeah, regulations. That's funny. With us. First time guest. So happy to have him here. He is with the Devils in the Details and FSEW Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Dan Perella. Yeah, yeah. Hi. How you doing, Dan? Doing fantastic, man. Good to see you, buddy. You know, we just had Pedro last week. Okay. Now we got you here. Yep. Gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get Rebecca yep. in here. We gotta, gotta bring her in, and then, and then do the Devils in the Details trifecta. Good to see you, man. Absolutely, it's good to be back in here for a while. Yes, you are. You're a busy dude. Yes, got you running around the country. Uh, where, where you been lately doing research for your wrestling gig? Uh, we are getting ready for WrestleCon in a couple of yes. weeks. <laughs> May, WrestleMania weekend up in New York City. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Talk. Talk me through WrestleCon. What's going on? There? All right. So basically, <laughs> I want to know. So whenever I think you want to go, uh, right? right? Former wrestling <laughs> fan, big time former wrestling fan here. So talk to me like that. So whenever WWE, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever WWE goes to a city for WrestleMania, yeah. it's a huge event. You know, oh, sure. oh. yeah, we you see million, it here. millions and millions of people coming in, right? Yeah. yeah, you see that. 
So what all the other indie promotions have started doing is they've started to rent out buildings in that city during mm. that weekend so that they'll have pack shows and they can oh, sell their products geniuses. and stuff. And WWE, you know, they'll have a big, uh, an extra access convention where you can buy not only WrestleMania tickets, mm-hmm. but you can go during the day and meet the current stars and have them sign autographs and take pictures, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's a whole interactive experience that WWE has centered around the weekend. And it, and doesn't, uh, it starts like the Wednesday before, right? Really does. By yeah. Thursday, things are kicking, things are popping everywhere. It's pretty everywhere. crazy how it's a several day event now, which is really cool. Right. WrestleCon is a independently, uh, operated uh instrument here Mm -hmm. and they've gone in and they set up a convention pretty much right in the same city right the same weekend and here you can meet kind of all the indie celebrities former wwe personalities all that stuff as well oh wow so you really can just get the entire world of wrestling in a weekend in wherever oh man that that is for mania weekend do we already know some names that might people might recognize at wrestlecon or or is that still like a lid being held no 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 they announce it all the time so you know if you're if you're a fan of the the indie promotions you're gonna see people like joey ryan um you're gonna for alumni you're gonna see people like lita and trish stratus will be there yes Um, lita just got i saw her my brother's been watching a lot right. of old WrestleManias and stuff. Recent, recent, but older ones. Uh, she just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. Isn't she in, um, an instructor over at NXT or something like that? I'm not familiar with. I, I think, don't she, know. I think yeah, she's I'm still sure. working pretty uh, heavily. A lot of them do kind of a back and forth thing. Yeah, uh, you know. And if you're into Japanese wrestling, they bring in some people. They've got Juice and Thunder Liger is going to be there Ooh, as well. That guy must be like 85 years. It's old. It's his retirement <laughs> year. Get out of here! This is the last go. year. Yeah, of he's being forced out. So. Like you, uh, you yeah, cannot do this done. anymore. That's amazing. So a lot of you know the promotion uh, indie promotions will set up booths at WrestleCon and promote their stuff. Have celebrities of their yeah. uh, group, you know, their some of their stars at the booth and everything. And FSEW will be at WrestleCon. FSEW will be at the uh, at WrestleCon. What does FSEW stand for? FSCW. 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 I keep saying the E. FSCW. No, the C is very important because the C stands for cosplay. Thank you. It's a cosplay wrestling. I mean, do you know about this, Drew? No. You don't even know about this? No. Drew doesn't even know. He's so disconnected no from everything. Right. He shows pay... up, he records with me, then he just Whatever. leaves, goes uh, his day. I, I don't pay attention to this. Not, this is nonsense, Chris. <laughs> so, <laughs> this... so do, you, do you run it? <laughs> I, I'm sorry? Do you run? I run FSCW, you run, yeah. He runs uh, a full cosplay wrestling promotion. So are you? So you're basically making money getting people together that dress up as professional wrestlers? No. No. No? I don't make money. You don't make money. (laughs) Okay, so there's no money being made. First first off is I don't make money because... That's fine. Because because part two... So so it's a not-for-profit. Part two is I get independent wrestlers to dress up as... Uh, oh, the wrestlers fig- dress up figures and pop culture. Yes, which so is the wrestlers dress up, not the fans. The wrestlers oh. are doing the oh. dress up as like Captain America and Spider Man and Skeletor. Oh, which and then, and which then, is why number okay. one, I don't make, make any money. money. Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. That's why you don't make any money. Yes, right. Because you're giving it to them. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And uh, so yeah, you could show up one day conceivably and see He Man wrestle Skeletor. Right. Or it could be even mixed bag, yeah. Yeah, even weirder. You could see something like uh, uh, you could see a Rick and Morty character. It's fucking genius. Wrestle Loki uh, versus character. You could see Loki versus Sailor Moon. That's fucking genius. Yeah, Yeah. that is is wild. Fuck, I I, I applaud you, sir. Thank you. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) It's a great idea. Complete turnaround. I love it. Claire Sinclair, who uh, she is a third host on. She's the British one. She's the British one. She's the British, nice British lady. Uh, 
she is Ray. Ray from Star Wars. From Star Wars, from the new Star nice. Wars movies. So she's got the whole get up and everything, and does like the poses and stuff. It's a lot of, looks, I've seen the pictures; it looks a lot of fun. Yeah. And so you put these on at the conventions, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it's like what a two-hour show? About two-hour show. Smart. No more than that. Smart. Because it's a lot of family shows. Kids can't watch anything for more than two hours. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Six eight matches in those two hours. We do about eight matches. Uh, skits in between. Uh, things oh, like nice. that there as well. Go. We're starting to film a lot more and try and put it up on our little jump. Botron there you between go. Stuff. Well, between, matches, between matches, very smart. That makes you like the uh, cosplay Vince McMahon. I'm really trying to be. I'm yeah. really trying to make it like a raw experience. But again, two hours, family friendly, that and awesome. that's that's what it's. So, the kids love it. So where's WrestleCon again? WrestleCon's in New York City this year. Oh come on, we have New York City fans. We do. Uh, Billy D. Bill, go Bill. take pictures. Yes, yes. <laughs> Billy D. Snaps. Take some amazing <laughs> pictures there. You'll see some crazy sights. And next year it'll be in Tampa. Oh, there we go. So coming home. we might have so to go. For it's coming, coming yeah. home, so we're, we're we gonna have to go. go. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, didn't Steve actually just buy a whole bunch of shit? Uh, what green screen stuff? Equipment, yeah, of sorts. Yeah, he did. We can, <laughs> we can use that. We, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, we can use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see where we go with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll hook up with uh, second rounds, peoples, and we'll make a whole thing of it. It'll be a awesome. Fun. There's all that whole cosplay culture. Uh, the convention culture. I've never, ever tapped into it at all. It's a unique experience, it man. Unique. It really is. I don't think, yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever gone to one. I mean, I've done the... Uh, back in the day, I not. I mean, back they, they were 90s. called conventions, but right. there was no... Like, there were no cosplayers. It was just people selling wares. Well, there, but it was only... It was really the only way you could even get some of that stuff. The though, comic books the and the pogs yeah, and the, yeah. the trading The collectible cards, cards and, stuff. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah that we treated I mean, so well that we now have them uh, pasted to our wall over here. These Batman hey, cards. And- th- this, this is just the leftovers of my stash that actually made me a good chunk of change. My stash, too, which didn't make me no money. I should have kept my pogs. I got in and out at the right times, Chris. Did you? You no. gotta watch I, it, man. I had, no, I had no sense well, of interrupt. I got out of the pog market literally like a week before it crumbled. Before the, the, pog, <laughs> the pog bubble yes. burst? Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, gotta watch those, man. That, that, that bubble destroyed I saw me. it, man. I, I, saw, all... I saw it coming and I got rid of them all. It's t- fucking still top dollar. I had, yeah. I had all my... I was... Uh, it came out unscathed. All, all my assets were in pogs at that point. Mm-hmm. I, had, I invested I'll, poorly. I'll, heavily, but poorly. A lot of people did that. A lot of slammer investments. Dude, I had a buddy who had like the, the the carrying tubes he had like this yeah. huge oh, one that yeah. was just filled with slammers yes it, 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 it must have weighed like 60 pounds <laughs> those, tube, those tubes are now filled with weed nah. yes <laughs> correct or, or pills yes. yes or pills yes. or pills i do still have one slammer it's back there on that little uh, yeah, thing. guilty not guilty it's my oj simpson guilty not guilty nice. where one side, it's a very heavy one too one side it's oj's face smiling so it's not guilty and the other side it's the uh, the mugshot they used on the mm-hmm. Time cover right. magazine that I think I think it's only even darkened too, which yeah. is extra fucked up. Yeah. It's like, who's, who's, <laughs> he's, he's extra black. Who's selling this thing? <laughs> yeah, they made him extra black, yeah. man. That was crazy. Yeah. That was wild stuff. Oh, Pogs, we miss you. Please don't don't come back. We Never. also have a your fidget good. spinner over there. Uh, you know. Oh, that's oh, yeah. Those are those things still hot? No, not really. They no. died. They, they died. died. It was it they was a quick fast. in and out. It was a real. Yeah, the fads are fa- faster now. You know, the are attention they? spans are shorter, so yeah. therefore the fads are. It's, shorter. A, it's incredible how the fads really get cycled. Well, here, out now. here's the Just thing, in time though. For every like, Christmas, some things that I I, <laughs> I say were to fads, a dad over here who's got a hey, you, know? you got to pay attention. Some things that I thought were fads, I've realized are are not like magic cards. Back in the day, like I went through two different phases with magic right. cards, where I got in and out, and then in and out. It's still going, oh, dude. Went away. If still I going. if I, if yeah. I even had a wild. fraction of the cards, that right? I, had, I could I could I could have paid for my house. 
cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Not even joking yeah, about that. It still goes, man. You have, yeah. you have the right crazy. older cards. Um, Pokemon is another one. That's Pokemon, yeah, die. forever. It'll be here forever. Like it was gonna be a fad, but no, it's to a point where Pikachu. It now it's like Chris. Uh, now it's like Mickey Mouse, Homer Simpson, Pikachu, Pikachu right. for like yeah. most recognizable no, fictional characters. Yeah, I'm and looking forward to the t- Detective Pikachu. By the way, Detective, Detective Pikachu is looking fun. It's gonna yeah. bring in so many people I'm who aren't see. even fans of that stuff. I'm gonna go watch it. It looks like a lot of fun. I mean, I can't wait. I'll be ready for next year, buddy. I'm looking forward to the sequel. It's gonna be a good time. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. The tech of Pikachu looks uh, interesting. Uh, they just did a commercial with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, of course. Doing a very serious, like, my my approach to the character. And stuff. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, and, love it. Uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. So, okay, let's, um, people. Well, first, since we're talking about all the wrestling stuff, plug it up. Uh, Instagram, all that. Where can people see pictures of what you're doing on oh, Instagram? Oh, yeah. Well, check it out on Instagram. FSCW Entertainment. That's that's Frank September Charlie Wrestling. Yeah, Fantasy Super Cosplay Wrestling. Or you can actually said, say yeah. what it actually is. Is what it stands for. So F S C W makes a lot more entertainment sense. Entertainment on Instagram. F S C W. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. Much sense. <laughs> and then for uh, Twitter, F S C Wrestling. There you go, guys. Follow them. Uh, check them out. And then if they're near you, or New York listeners, go check them out. WrestleCon and uh, everywhere else. Sign up and, and mm-hmm. check it out. Uh, Drew. Chris, let's talk about a movie that we saw. We saw it Thursday. It's the movie Which one? everyone knows that right. we're going to talk about. It's like, well, we, we're not going to keep beating around the horse here. I don't know why. I don't just say it. We all know what it is. Oh, what the movie that made $153 million this weekend. $153 That's a goddamn lot of money. That is a good chunk of change. It was, for a while, it was tracking, for a while ago, it was tracking like 140 to 160, with 160 being the high end. But then people were like, we don't know. Maybe it's going to make less. It's March, blah, blah, blah. The projections were dropping. It got as low as somewhere between 100 to 120. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, so what's the top end? I figured maybe it'll make 120, the top end of those projections. 150, what? 53. Hey, you got that mark on you. That's a lot of money, man. 153 for just a straight three-day weekend. Yeah. Not, yep. not a holiday Nothing weekend weird. or anything like that. Um, budget of what is that a budget 150 175 not reported they're all usually if it's not an Avengers it's typically between 150 175 right so know. it's already made it's money well, I don't know is, is, oh yeah uh, when you consider does, uh, well when you consider uh, marketing costs give it well, another week and here's the right. thing Chris with, even with those other movies I mean this is I mean yes we are in the Me Too movement and whatnot. but hashtag I, Me Too I don't think Brie Larson commands the Tony Stark paycheck not yet. So right. no, not until this one opens to one fifty, and right. then she's in Endgame. Yeah, she's gonna add a little bit extra there. Of they course. they may have already locked her, and they may still do this where they lock you in for a few pictures, right? Uh, but then depending on how popular your character is, you want you to come back. Then you gotta start pulling up. Uh huh. And then you also do what someone like Chris Hemsworth does, where okay, so for Thor, right? I think all the way up to. Th- one of the Captain Americas, he fulfilled his contract. No, maybe up to Avengers, he yeah. fulfilled his contract. Okay. Of three appearances at whatever. $250,000 per movie. Whereas, which, like, which so, at the time was fucking amazing for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he signed up for Thor, it's yeah. amazing for him. When he, yeah, he was Kirk's dad at that point. Yeah. Yes, at the most for five minutes. All right. And people are like, who is this guy? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but then uh, by the time Avengers rolls around, and uh, he's in the same movie with Robert Downey Jr., who's making on that movie, he made $50 million. Yeah. And then he's making 250000 still. He's like, well, come on. I'll, I'll <laughs> like to make a little bit of money more here. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, so um, what he does then is for movies like Michael Mann's Black Hat, Black Hat Hacker named Hathaway, yeah. he commands more money. He's like, no, you got to pay me 
two million for this. No, for this one, you wanted me for this much. No, you got to pay me double that. Like, Why? Because I'm Thor. I'm I got a higher profile now. So yeah, get less money up front from the Marvels, knowing you can then ask for more money from the other else. people, yeah. especially if the character is a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Captain Marvel for sure is going to be a hit. Right. Brie Larson. Between that and uh, her already award prestige that she has with the room. room, she's kind kind of has her like her checkbook is laid out in front of her right. for the next few years. What do you want to do? How much money do you want to make? Because you can do whatever you want, Brie. Pretty white lady. Also, she's a pretty white lady. Mm-hmm. That, that's that helps. A, that's, a ni- that's a nice leg up. I wish Sometimes I wish I was a pretty white lady. Because you could all. be. You know, no. <laughs> I'm not sure about pretty. You could be a white lady, though, if you wanted to be. We yeah, had the technology. I'd be Latoya White. Just <laughs> <laughs> to say, we, everyone would be like, we still know. Yeah. I mean, you, we know. You, you get mistaken for white all the time, Chris. Not all the time. Not all the time. That's that's unfair. But yes, it did actually happen recently. It happens especially with people who are browner than me ah. because they want to be like, ah, discrimination. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. You know, I've been dealing with it my whole life. Um, so Brie Larson, like Drew said, the Me Too movement and all that stuff. This movie does address the patriarchy, all of it. and uh, even though it's set in 1990, character always did. It is Lady Superman. Right. That's the point of the character mm. to be like we're breaking, we're yeah. blasting through that glass ceiling. Uh, so even though it's a 1995 setting, it still feels very like now. Yes, right. Like we are answering hashtags now, you know. And uh, one guy who's uh, he's a pilot because her character is a you know a test pilot, right. Uh, one dude in one of her flashback scenes is like, you know why they call it a cockpit, right? You know, and it's right. like, man, that's so like in your face. I'm surprised they even did it in a. They actually said the word cock in any context in a Marvel Disney PG-13 right, right, movie. Right. It's surprising. Because uh, you know the innuendo, what they're saying, Drew, in case you didn't know, is that he's saying... Oh, Penis. Oh, okay, he doesn't know. Okay. <laughs> I get it, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get just, it. Just checking. Yep. Just checking. Uh-huh. And uh, so it does address all that, which is like great for, I imagine, like it almost, it's a type of thing where I see some people posting online on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I saw someone post, now's a great time to be, um, to have a child... And watch comic book movies because, and then he posted a picture of his little girl like standing in front of a giant display of a Brie Larson Captain Marvel, right. like, a huge like two wall display. Oh, wow. So the kids respond from it, and she's like has her hands on her hips and she's looking up to right. the pictures. So it's very in those ways, it's a good message. It's very inspirational. Yes. So I appreciate the movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe that colors then what I'm about to say in terms of the film, where I think it's a it's a good movie. It's good. Right. It's not great. Okay. But it's not like, it I follows mean, the Marvel formula. It follows. It does. It, it follows the follows formula. It that. And it's slightly better because Captain Marvel has fun superpowers. Yes, yes. Which we don't really get to see towards the end anyway because it's an origin movie. Mm-hmm. Of course. And most origin movies, your you character doesn't become, you know, until the end anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Or it, even worse, where it's like Batman Begins or... Uh, or Casino Royale, no. or Casino Royale, dun, 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 doesn't even happen to the last like one minute of the movie. Yeah, uh, and you're like, okay, so oh, the first, now we're watching a 007 movie. Yeah, first, <laughs> first season of Daredevil, where he doesn't get the costume yeah. until the last five minutes. Of Although to be fair, I'm I'm a minority. I like that black pajama ninja. You like the Batman Begins I Daredevil? See here, that is what it is. I, yeah. I appreciate oh it for what it is, only because the uh, the Batman, I mean, the Daredevil origin story was written by Frank Miller. 
Yeah, so. sure. Yes. And, and, they, yes. and they follow a lot of the Frank Miller stuff. Yeah. Yes. And uh, season one, I think we can all agree, season one, Daredevil, the best thing of the, Nar- the Marvel. The Netflix-Marvel marriage yes. Yes. that is now over. Correct. They started with a bang. They really yeah, it was And, and everything nice else was kind of subpar. And then it just kind of... Mm. It wasn't even subpar. It was just like a... It's like you get on a sledding and you're going down the hill. You're super excited to go down the hill, though. And then, I, but then the hill is like it, it starts okay because you're high up, but then it's like slow because it's all slushy, and then it's not that much excitement. And you get down to the bottom. Like, I, yeah. A lot of them, I th- felt, fell, um, fell. Um, they had movie plots. Yes, that had to fill 13 episodes. They, yes. yes. Thank you. And so much filler. If they, they had hauled, made it they like hamstrung themselves by doing the thirteen episode. If they did like a BBC format. type of deal, six episodes per season, I think each one would have been great. Or yes, yes, yeah. short, shorter is always better. Yeah. I, I'll watch six hours of Jessica Jones easily. But, but if you're forcing thirteen, which, two which or three, they, which they feel like they are most of the time, and yes, two or three really of do. those episodes, they are for sure spinning their wheels somehow. Absolutely. Um, it doesn't even have to be. I'll take you even one further. They had to change villains in Luke Cage that got bored. Oh, God. Why, why would they do that? Everyone was like, why would you do this? Um, that was the whole turn for, I feel like, for, Mar- for Marvel Netflix when they when they swapped out villains in Luke Cage. I was like, uh-huh. no. And then everything after that was downhill from there. Mm-hmm. And then who you have. Like, why are you taking Ali out? <laughs> God. Take the best part of this show. Guy out. is obviously mm-hmm. uh, like movie star and he's on your Netflix show. He's a, he's a movie star, this guy. He's just going to get bigger and bigger. Right. The um, It's crazy how it, it, it dissolved that way. And then, uh, oh, I had another point about it. Oh, no. Yeah. I was going to say, what I did say was that the Daredevil season one was the best thing to come from that. Correct. I'm going to take that back. Okay. okay. It's the second best thing. Okay. The best thing to come from it is the Luke Cage season one soundtrack. Oh, yeah. That sound- that yes. soundtrack is better. The Adrian Young soundtrack. Amazing. I still it use amazing. it for trivia nights. I'll, right. I'll cue it up for people. And uh, also, they straight up use cues in the show. They use cues from Black Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, of course. Oh, I was like, yes. <laughs> no, yes. Dynamite. I appreciated the feel of Luke Cage. I appreciate what they were trying to do. But they and, needed better writers. And I also, I was like, I was super, they did need better writers. But they had like, they had good writers. I don't know what they did. Uh, they got scared, maybe. Maybe, maybe Marvel, uh, Netflix interfered because it was like, here's the perfect time for a black superhero in a hoodie mm-hmm. who's impervious, the police bullets. Right. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And they barely touched on like well, any think, of that stuff. Yeah, I think they were scared. I didn't think that they knew what they wanted exactly. Like, it was really this bad mix of a black exploitation film uh-huh. and making uh, remaking Empire with superheroes. Right. Yes. Where it's it like, made, are you. Yes. Are you a business drama or are you a superhero movie? It should have been. In. How about instead give me the black exploitation, but like a Law and Order procedural things? Right. We're having so many cop things, and investigating the criminals anyway, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they were focusing on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. They were trying to make it like a family business thing with. Uh... They focused too much on the club. Yeah, oh, they focused man. too much on that. Like, what, what a bummer! Uh, it really was. It when was... it was over, I was like, the show's fine, but I wanted to be better. And then after that, uh, Jessica Jones, I liked. I like Jessica. The first season. But because of the villain more so than anything yeah. else, I also like the character Jessica Jones. And I like the noir. It's oh, it was a great feel. But again, it fell thing. for that. It had that problem with pacing. There was like Too three episodes. episodes where they captured Kilgrave and he was just in a cell for three episodes. And which just... Yes. And that yeah. was... He was just <laughs> in a cell. I'm like, the most compelling character was in a cell. Kill him then. Shoot like, him in the head. Either dude, shoot him in the head it. or let him free. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Okay. And right. You, and you just reminded me of the No, but it's superpowers of virus. <laughs> It's a virus. Rice. You're reminding me of the thought that I lost. Okay. Uh, because you brought up the length of the episodes. You said make them six episodes. Yeah. Make them tighter. Uh, I say make the 
length of the season, the amount of episodes you need. Mm. Write it out. What do you need? Right. Do you need yeah. six? Do you need seven? Do you need eight? Uh, who says it has to be the same each time out? Just tell the story you need to tell. Right. If it's only six episodes, only, uh, Netflix, they should be happy. Like, oh, thank God, this is only going to cost us X amount of dollars versus like someone's like, oh, I need 15 episodes. Like, oh my God, let's talk about this. You sure you need 15? Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's really vet this one out. Um, also, when you have only five or six episodes, mm-hmm. you can take bigger risks with with your story. Yes. Your characters that you, you introduce that seem important can mm-hmm. then be killed the very next episode. You're like, whoa, the Channel Zero show, uh, the anthology show, that's like six episodes per season. Right. And within episode two or three, you don't know what's going on because it's like, it's such uh-huh. a short show. Things are ramping up very quickly. Right. And because it's an anthology, you don't have to worry about characters coming back next season. Right. So like anyone, like, oh, this character is super important. They're going to last. Dead. Dead. <laughs> dead. Did you, uh, you guys that's uh, the game of thrones model yeah. hey you yes. like this guy dead dead yeah. well i know netflix was doing that their first season uh, all the first seasons with the marvel i don't know if you guys noticed it it seemed to be a death sentence if you were an old black man oh yeah in that series oh, yeah. every old black man just died yeah. very, very, very <laughs> easy very easy kill what's that all about <laughs> like insidious racism is that if you're an old black mentor character you're dying in marvel netflix good thing ozzy davis was already dead because they would have cast him on a show <laughs> and then killed him right poor exactly guy. poor ozzy davis Someone check on Delroy Lindo. Make sure he's okay. He's getting up there in age. Um, Captain Marvel is a good movie. All right. But it's formulaic. Of course. And Brie Larson's good. But I also have some weird issues with her performance. Okay. Delroy Lindo is still alive. Oh, he's still alive? Mm -hmm. Good. Now make sure Netflix doesn't cast him. Never cast him. (laughs) Because they're going to kill the poor guy. Uh He's a great actor. He has one of my favorite lines in any movie. Yeah. It's in Get Shorty. Okay. And uh, he's talking to uh, Gene Hackman's uh, film producer character, and he tells him, I've seen better film on teeth. <laughs> nice. Like, oh, that, that's, a, that's a cold burn. Mm-hmm. That's a cold that's nine. A good one. That's a cold nine. This burn. Uh, back when you know, he used to shoot things on film. So um, it's like my brother asked me. Because he watches the Marvel movies, but he okay. doesn't run out to go see them all. He asked me, do I need to see this in order to see Endgame? And I'm like, not really. You don't. I mean, only but... if you... Uh, if... Not... There's some fun little there's things couple, there's about... There's a couple points. Yeah, there, there's a couple of points that are fun. Right. Not really important, but fun. That ties things together. Sure. A little bit. But not in such an overly important no. way. If you're a completionist, I'm sure, yeah, the film is important. Yeah. Yes. But... Yeah, and then the way they do type the end game with the mid credit scene, very the very clean. I've heard it's very good. Yeah, very good, very clean. It worked actually in the theater, probably because just the inclusion of other Avengers characters. But the mid credit scene probably worked the best in the whole movie. We saw it in a packed theater, seven o'clock packed theater. Yeah, I felt like the reaction was a bit subdued. You know, movies like this, I guess for sure we're gonna be there, Drew. I'm gonna get tickets Thursday, seven p.m. Marvel Avengers End Game. The Marvel logo. Captain Marvel out. will return in Avengers Endgame. As, as soon as you see a character, people are going to be clapping. People, yeah. you know, are so excited in that theater. Feel right. it. We really didn't. I didn't feel that that much. A little bit, but not much in Captain Marvel. Well, well I, mean, I feel like you no. Know, I think at this point in time, are people just tired. That yeah. culture, I think, is dying too. Oh, God, that so. whoop and holler theater culture, because it's like so. I think they've all realized they can't hear them. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, Thank you. Finally. Took yeah. them long enough. You're, this isn't uh, uh, a <laughs> It's not coming man. out and bowing at the end, It's not the man's theater. This is not the Hollywood premiere. They're not there. <laughs> right. Max. Oh, people clapping at the end of oh, the Oh, I movie. hated it. Isn't it wild that people do that? When we saw Infinity War, that mm-hmm. happened at the end. People yep. were 
They were fine. Well, at the beginning, they were clapping and cheering. And at the end, they were gasping. Literally and sobbing. <gasps> so people literally, were crying. Well, that's fine. Yeah. You know, those kind of reactions, that's great. Well, that's more. Because that's what they want. They can't understand that, yeah. uh, you know, movies. But, uh, <laughs> or, didn't, or didn't read the comic book published yeah. 30 years before. Yes, exactly. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the comic that drew, man, I dug this up randomly out of an episode 170 something of right. Cinema Crest Mariso where they announced Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. And I said on the show, all right, it looks like Marvel announced Guardians of the Galaxy. And then Drew went on this like two minute long thing. Well, there we go. That's it. It's, 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 it's Infinity War. It's Thanos. Yep. It's the gauntlet. And he even said it. He goes, "That's that's Marvel's Endgame. That's the Endgame right there." <laughs> there you he, go. Said, he said that like four years ago on this show. That's the Endgame. Right. I, I pulled that clip and I played that at the beginning of an episode a few it's, weeks ago. It's a great Thanos is a great game changer character. Hell yeah! Like you know, when you bring in Thanos, you understand that you're gonna afterwards you're gonna be able to introduce new characters and new storylines, mm-hmm. and that's the time to really shift gears because there's yeah. no denying that's an ultimate villain in a yep. in a big way and mm-hmm. the for them the fox merger could not have happened at a better oh, time oh no, this is gonna be great because now they, you can yes they can now culminate this huge story with thanos and then mm-hmm. move on what's the teaser at the end of uh end game gonna be the post-credits thing is it gonna be like the uh the spa- spacecraft if, landing and like the thing punching its way out of it yeah if you black, well like that. in the world of marvel villains after you do thanos um, Doc Doom is the way to go. He's yes. he's the biggest threat. Finally, get a good Doom. After, I mean, you go Doc Doom, or if you want to stay cosmic, you go to Annihilus uh, from a different dimension. He's a Fantastic Four villain. Well, they're doing Eternals, which uh, oh, keeps Eternals. it cosmic and all that. The Eternals are are nuts. Yeah, the yeah. Eternals. Are, you know, you got Adam Warlock. You got all that stuff going on. Of Who course. they introduced during the post credit scene of Guardians of the, of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yes, like, they did. Still a cocoon, cocoon there. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, they're definitely going uh, big and crazy with which they have to at this point. Yeah, and also let's get a uh, let's get some cinematographers in there because all the movies are also looking the same. It's a little bit, you know. Uh, I do appreciate Marvel for you know ever since Iron Man for defying the shaky cam. Yes, and I appreciate that because I just I could not watch action films in the early two thousands. I, I got nauseated. That postmodern yeah. Michael Bay, uh, uh, Simon West styled yeah. action was terrible. It's that oh, it's a first person. I'm like, no, I don't walk like that. Yeah, it's still terrible. <laughs> yeah. it, it, you're just hiding bad action mm-hmm. uh, sequencing. Uh, but in Captain Marvel, now while so a lot of the action scenes, while they're not. Um, hyperactive right at least least in this movie captain marvel they were still like really close up and a lot of the hits like the punches and kicks were happening i was paying attention were happening off frame okay just out of frame we were hiding the hits Mm. as opposed to showing the hits get a wrestling guy in there teach him how to exactly you know they have a very specific person they do go to i think his name is ben young for some reason and uh, i think here's a fight choreographer they've used for Two Captain America movies, okay. and the Avengers movies, and one other film. The right. movies with the best action scenes. Mm. Uh, maybe Black Panther. So, mm. uh, he was on Captain Marvel. They used someone else. Maybe that was it. Also, apparently, Marvel has a whole action unit for their directors that they can just like just let these people handle it. Uh, so, the, the directors who made this movie, they made movies like Short Term 12. Okay. And uh, what's this old one? Mississippi uh, Burning? Mississippi no. Grind. Mississippi Grind. Mississippi Burning is a completely different movie. Mississippi <laughs> Grind. Yes, it is. Mississippi Grind. <laughs> uh, much less racism in Mississippi Grind. And, uh, you know, so it's like they're not used to making action right. movies. And you could tell watching this then that they probably just handed it over and it's very middle of the road. could have been better. You know, I'm... I, I might be in a minority, but I, I 
Well, you're half Syrian, right? So right, you're right. So I'm yeah, European, definitely I am minority. minority yeah. I understand. Yeah, but we're we're, we're I here. like to just watch the fight in action. Like some of the most riveting fights um, were the old um, uh, God. I can't remember his name now. Um, Errol Flynn. Basil Rathbone sword fights yeah. where you could just put the camera there and watch the guys go. All the old Robin Hood stuff. Right. I was on a show. Princess Heart Bride, that sword Princess fight. Bride. I could watch that. You, 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 I was you just, just about to say. Set up a couple cameras and just watch the guys fight. Yes. I mean, there's a reason UFC is so popular. People just want to watch the guys fight. You, want to, you actually want to see the right. hits. Um, I was just on a show, Hard at Work, episode 100. Okay. They had this dude on there, this young guy, who younger fella, who he loves shitting on movies that were made before like 1997. It's, it's his past Okay, song. sure. It's his he, thing. Whatever. He loves doing it. Uh, Matt Hayes' old stuff is the name of the segment. All right. So we picked P- Princess Bride. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I would love to come in and defend Princess Bride sure. for, for 10 minutes. And it'll be in a 40-minute segment yeah. because, you know, I'm me. And <laughs> and uh, I was like, yes, we were talking about the fight scene. He was like, oh, the action scenes are so corny. I was like, no, it was great how you can see them fighting. And there's like a beginning, a middle, mm-hmm. and an end. Or a turns, one reveals, oh, I'm left-handed. Oh, I'm not left-handed. And, you know, and, the, and they uh, first one has the advantage and the other one has the advantage. It's like a really well-made action scene that you don't see anymore because it's just too fast and too hyperactive. That's why the John Wick movies, I feel, are so popular because the action is framed so yes. well. Uh, and they're like, and it's deliberate too. Like John Wick doesn't have an automatic weapon where he's just spraying weapons. It's one to the chest, one to the head, yes. on to the next guy. Yes, it's very, <laughs> it's very efficient action. Exactly. And then when a stuntman drives his motorcycle into the side of a car, the camera is just sitting there. It's, it's just a nice framed shot, and then mm-hmm. the guy goes bam and slams into that car, and then we see it. And uh, oh man, I can't wait for that John Wick three. Yeah. Right. Halle Berry, Parabellum, Par- Parabellum, so stupid. Uh, Harry Belly, Harry Belly, Harry Belly, Harry Belly, Harry Belly. I'm mixing right. everything up. I got, I got Marvel. I yeah. got Harry Belly. Marvel's Harry Belly is the new <laughs> comic streaming service about a drunk noir detective. I like it. It's, it's, it's been pretty dude, great. Instead of being MC Butter, you could be MC Harry Belly. I am MC Marvel's Harry Belly. Marvel's Harry Belly. <laughs> it could be a lot hairier. Um, for that moniker, I could be a lot hairier. That's you could sure. be. Yeah. Um, no, Halle Berry. Or Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She mm-hmm. uh, did a lot of her own training along with Keanu Reeves. The see? same like yeah. training place. And then also the two dogs that are in the movie right. with her, the German Shepherd. She insisted on training the dogs because she was like, I want the dogs to react to me right. in the movie. So then there's like, you see in one of the trailers, a shot of her like running through a room and she's like sliding under a table and like shooting her guns and the dogs are jumping over a table. And like the camera is far back. Right. And showing you this. I was like, look how cool this is. Yeah. <laughs> you got Halle Berry running well, under a table with dogs. This is great. Well, the old actors used to do that. They used to be trained in horsemanship the, and dancing yes. and singing and so sword you fighting. Could, uh, present it on it's screen. It's like, here's what I can do. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like, no, now we're just going to find ways of this and hide it mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, no, let's do it for real. So what I'm saying is next time, Brie Larson, let's, let's for real, like radiate her with some sort of cosmic power. <laughs> yes. and, and let's for real, real. And, Yeah, let's and, do this. And let's for real, like get her to shoot some photons out of right. her fist. And, you know, good enough with this bullshittery CG bullshit. Yeah. Right? So you want to make actual superheroes to film them. Why not? Yes. And then they can defend us on their off time. Mm-hmm. On their off time. 
Not on my clock. No. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. No. You know how expensive that would be? Yep. My insurance can't cover that kind of stuff. <laughs> so Captain Marvel is like, yeah, it's a completionist Marvel thing. If you're okay. into all the Marvel movies, uh, Marvel movie number 20. They should start mar- marking them in the corner like they, they have should. comic book yeah. covers. Yeah. Uh, Marvel movie number 21. Issue number 21, issue number yeah. 21 is, is perfectly fine. It's enjoyable. Captain right. Marvel's a great new character. Uh, I saw someone put this out online. I'm looking forward to seeing Captain Marvel in a movie now that actually feels like it has stakes. Yeah. And uh, like well, like a for real threat. It's going to be interesting. Like Endgame. Right, yeah, like Endgame. It's going to be great to see her added to the mix in Endgame because now apparently Who knows? she's supposed to be the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe now, according to Kevin Feige. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's always been up there. Yeah. Comic book Well, what do you call yeah. her? Uh, space God? Yeah, Space Kept God. Call her Space yeah. God? Yeah. Yeah. Of she sorts. Space God. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I'm fine with it. That's how I explained it to my brother. He was like, should I go see it? I was like, well, as long as you understand that she's like Space God, you yeah. can just move on to Endgame right. and be cool. And she, he was like, all right. Yeah. He didn't seem to, like, he'll wait. It's like, uh... It's between it's like Ant Man, but better than Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay, you know it's like Captain Marvel Winter Soldier, but I feel like it's better than Captain Marvel. It's Captain it. Marvel Winter Soldier is better than Captain Marvel. <laughs> you know that's another thing. So in my mind, for the last few days now, and then as I've been doing tweets and stuff, mm-hmm. I've been mixing up Captain Marvel and Captain, Captain America. America in my mind constantly, constantly. Uh, very annoying. I, I wonder if there's gonna be a quip. When she shows up, and then he's there in a scene together, uh, right? Like Captain, 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 Captain. Captain, Captain. Do you think? Do you think one of them will raise the leg? Raise the oh the and and then it's a rum commercial. Yeah. Uh, Why not? Because Mm -hmm. and then starts selling alcohol to children. Right. That works for me. Yeah. All right. So Captain Marvel, Drew, see it? Don't see it? What do you say? I mean, if you're a completionist, you might as well. I I mean, the special effects are great, so I recommend large screens. Uh, But at the same time, it's not like a must-see movie. It is not a must-see. It's not, unfortunately. It's good. Good, not great. It's good enough. Okay. Not bad at all. No. Like it. So we did a bonus episode, spoiler filled. People can check that out at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash So. Uh, Drew, what you watching this week? You watching anything or are you still playing the same video game? Uh, no, okay. Assassin's, so, <laughs> Assassin's, yeah, it's playing Assassin's Creed. Uh, no, Greek, I, 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 Greek I, finished, I finished that. You finished it? I finished that a while ago. You, you beat the Greeks? Yeah. With the, uh, the Cyclops? You yeah. defeated the Cyclops? Yeah. Did you fight, uh... No, I, I told you last week about, uh, the Far Cry New Dawn that I was oh, playing. Oh, that's right. You're playing Far Cry now. I was. I, I, I gave that back to the Red Box. Oh, no, I watched, This um, guy goes through video games, like, I tell you. Yeah. I, I watched Free Solo this week. Okay. Oh, you watched Free Solo. That's right. On the National Geographic Channel. They, they did... Academy Award winning They did a, uh, a commercial-free viewing of it because you know it won the Oscar and I like it it was good it was yeah. really good that motherfucker's crazy <laughs> yeah. he's goddamn nuts that seems to be the consensus he's I mean like he's he, he I mean he's a loner he obviously maybe on on the spectrum as well be, just because of the level of focus that he has oh, towards sure. this one thing he didn't even have the idea to do something exactly. like that exactly um, right. but you know I mean the, the fact that he even does something like this just mm. blows my mind and the fact that he's so good at it scares me even more because it means mm. that he's just going to keep going until he falls off a fucking mountain. Until he finds something that he can't do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Oh wow. So you but, like? But so it's enjoy, fascinating. Like I mean, you, you, a you know he doesn't die because uh-huh. some you helps know, a little bit. That helps the, the stress the, levels. You know. Uh, you know there there are other things that you know going into it, but even still, just watching that on film like it gives you the fucking willies man oh, like you're yeah. sitting there you're watching him going up that mountain and you're doing one of these you're like I know he <laughs> makes it but holy fuck <laughs> you're all yeah, you're like gripping the seat. Yeah, like, oh. dude. Well, it's, he, it's the same thing like when I was watching, even on a lesser level, because at least it's a documentary, right? So yeah, you know right. it's real. 
watching uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, right? The uh, Halo jump sequence mm-hmm. that Tom Cruise does. Like, since oh, I know yeah. it's him really doing it, I, and it's a movie. Twenty minutes in, the lead character is not dying. Twenty minutes into this but, movie, I my God's gripping the seat <laughs> of the chair. Like, oh my God, this is so intense. This is yeah. so intense. Uh, I, so I can't imagine ratcheting up now. It's a documentary. It's real, even though you know yeah, the guy lives. But still, yeah. this is crazy. No, it's crazy. It's really interesting documentary. Highly recommend it. Nice. Right. Free soul. Anything else? That's it. Free soul. Uh, I also started watching a uh, a new series on Sci-Fi, Alien News Desk. Okay. <laughs> written by uh, it's produced by Lauren Michaels. Written by uh, no the uh, the two quote unquote alien news anchors are one of them's Will Forte, the other one's somebody else. I forget who. Okay. But it's. It's basically, imagine two animated aliens okay. are watching Earth, and then they only have like a half, they, they only really know about half of what's going on. Okay. So when they report on these events, like it's, <laughs> it's just like the most silly, ridiculous stuff ever. Nice. Like it's, it's like a complete outsider's perspective on what's going on on Earth, and it's all planet. animated comedy. Alien so, News Desk. Called Alien News Desk. Highly recommend it. A oh, wow. lot of fun to watch. I didn't even know it existed. Have, yeah. you, have you heard of this, Dan? No. I saw I saw a, a, a quip for it. There are three episodes now. Okay. Uh, Sounds like fun. I saw it on the... On, on the Sci-Fi. Command. Yeah, it's on Sci-Fi. Man, Sci-Fi, I'm telling you, for the last few years... They're killing it. They've been like... Right. Really Everyone are. sleeps on it. Yeah. They do. Uh, I've been finishing up The Expanse. I was on Sci-Fi. Okay. Uh, uh, the Channel Zero is a sci-fi show. Isn't that Happy Show a sci-fi show? Yes. Right? Uh, season 2 is coming out soon. Season 2 is coming out. Which Christopher, even crazier. Christopher Maloney. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the voice of the, uh, the animal? Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt doing that MODOK show mm-hmm. for the um, Hulu. Um, all right, Free Solo and Alien News. Danny, you watch anything lately? I mean, I we took my kids to see Lego Movie 2. Nice. Did so, you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, th- I actually it was uh, probably my second favorite Lego film. So uh, far. Have you seen that? What? So you got the two Legos, got ba- Lego Batman, you got the Ninjagos, and then you got the two Lego movies. Yeah, so that's like five movies right there. So we're just coming out of the last. Was it one Ninjago or two Ninjagos? One Ninjago one. so far. And then they, they put out something else. Too. There's going to well, be a Batman two coming out, and there's Batman all of this stuff on TV. Well, it's all the just TV about stuff. Yeah. Every single thing you could ever mm-hmm. think of is been, has yeah. been Lego. And they've been producing direct video stuff for a long time yeah. now, right. anyway, and video game stuff. So, uh, so it's your second favorite version. What's your favorite then? Lego Movie was my favorite. Lego Movie. Lego, Lego movie, movie. I thought okay. was probably one of the best dystopian films in the past twenty years. Yeah. It's incredible. No, I mean, yeah. it, not it's it's just a good movie. Yeah, it's a modern. Classic. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. Yep, yeah, for real. It's Lord Miller, man. So that's the thing. So when you go see Lego Movie Two, it's like, well, okay. Even no matter how good it is, how can you really live up? Okay, so here's the the thing, though, Chris. It's Lord Miller did it again. It's yeah, they can make a successful comedy sequel that somehow doesn't fall to all the tropes of the comedy it sequel. It doesn't. It's, yeah. It is its own standalone it. movie. Yeah. Exactly. You and could so watch does, it on its own. And so yeah. does 22 Jump Street. 22 Jump Street is a fun movie. I really, mm-hmm. really, really enjoyed the hell out of those movies for sure. So. Yeah. Somehow uh, Lord Miller, they've cracked the comedy sequel right. code. It's, you enjoyed the Batman? Lego Batman? It was actually my least favorite. Interesting. It was my least favorite. The Ninjago one, I personally for me, was a little bit above it. I, think people, I haven't seen that one. People seem to like people it. People crap on it a little bit. Because it's Ninjago. Uh, because it's Ninjago. And yeah. they think, you know, and no, they, they totally do. Cause I've seen them all because I have kids. Yes. Yeah. So I've uh, they totally decide they weren't going to do anything related to the TV series at all. Okay. They're just going to con- use the characters but make their own thing. Cool. So, but it was like a more. So, it's, so in other words, it's a success, successful Michael Bay film 
Okay. okay. Where he actually decides to do his own thing with known characters, but it's a good movie. Like Transformers. Right. Uh, does it have the same like production value? As... Production value is still there. Okay. The jokes are a little bit more sophomoric than the Lego movie. Yeah. Uh, the uh, plot is not as complex. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Definitely this is a kid's movie. Yes. But there are some great... It's got some great like father-son dynamics mm-hmm. between... Um, the main villain, Lord Garmadon, and uh, the Green Ninja, yeah, and just just some great father son lines that, you know, as a dad, I just I really enjoyed and kind of you know they make Jim Croce jokes, so you're just like <laughs> okay, that, that's not for the kids. No, yeah. that that one's not for the that kids. That's for but, sure you know, not for the kids. And then of course there's farting afterwards, but you know, and then they, yeah, they uh, have to yeah. make up for it. Yeah, like look, if we're gonna throw mm-hmm. a Croce joke in there, right. we're gonna have to expel some gas at some point. But Lego Movie 2, great film as far as its message goes. Um, musically, was better than Lego Movie 1. Well, I Musically, thought, was great. The musical numbers were a lot of fun and I'm catchy. I'm surprised. I th- there's more music than I thought there would be. It's, they made a musical. It was great. I was surprised by that. Um, it focuses on two great... Um, you know, I don't want to spoil too much of the film, I guess. But sure, yeah. It focuses on two great themes. It yes. really uh, talks about multi- multiculturalism. Yes. Uh, and kind of getting along with outside forces that you're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So that's a very important thing. And whereas Lego Movie 1 focused more on this father-son dynamic, mm-hmm. Lego Movie 2, the message is really about siblings, siblings. getting along. And it's it's great. More and I watched it with both my generational sons. Thing. Right. And yeah. I was watching it with both my sons. And they constantly fight over who's in whose room. Yeah. So it was a great message to get across It's there. like, listen, guys, get, get along. It's... You're exactly. in this tough world together. Just mm-hmm. get along now. It's gonna make it a well, lot that easier. And those yeah, sure. th- those explosive stars and hearts were some of the cutest oh, things I've ever seen God, in my yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> and they just bring ultimate destruction. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! You can so definitely funny. tell which kid is narrating the story as each different thing happens, <laughs> yeah. and it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, those hearts and stars are great. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's it a fun movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I was definitely glad that uh, they didn't shit the bed on the sequel to it. I was like, great. No, good. no, it was good. It's solid. This feels like a good follow-up to, uh, to like I said, I stand by this, a goddamn straight-up modern classic. That Lego movie's going to go down. Oh, so God. Like, yeah. like, how did they do it? Mm-hmm. I don't know how they did it. Uh, anything else you want to like throw out there, recommend? Any show you may be watching? Uh, any st- books you may be reading? Show, or? not really. I'm kind of in this limbo until the next season of Peaky Blinders comes out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I'm just, kind of, that. I'm yeah. just waiting so long. How, how long it? is it going to be? Uh, they sh- this year it should be okay, coming out. So probably they're usually a November, October type of release they like to do. So okay. I'm thinking, finally on that one. Is, a, is it gonna be a last season for that no, one? No, no, they're, st- the they, they're still going strong. Still I think they signed strong? for two more seasons. Oh, okay, good for them. Fine. Yeah, they're gonna because Netflix has now found the compunction finally to uh, start canceling shows. Yes. Yeah. No, no, they're still they're still riding high with Peaky. Okay, good. And I think. I'm not sure if Peaky is just bought by Netflix, but still runs anyway on the BBC. Oh yes, so I don't okay. think Netflix it's can. Like, it's not even step a Netflix in. produced show per se. It's right. a BBC show. Netflix presents. Right, right, Peaky right, right, right. That's completely different. Yes, completely different. Okay, cool. Um, that's good. I'm not this week. I'm not watching anything. I'm reading. I'm finishing up Zodiac. Oh, yeah? Have you ever read the Zodiac book? No, I have not. Robert Gray Smith's Zodiac book. I, mm-hmm. I picked it up a few months ago. I saw it at Barnes and Noble. It's an it's an eight dollar paperback. Okay, so I'm like, I'm buying this fucking thing. And um, finally, like I'm between books, and when I'm between books, I don't know what to read. Then I got to read something else. Mm-hmm. So I'm finally reading the Zodiac book. I can see why people were so drawn to it. It is like obsessively detailed yeah it's crazy the amount of details put into this book which at the time 
must have been fascinating. But me, I'm sort of skipping through a couple paragraphs here. I, I skim through the autopsy section where one of the, um, who was it? Paul Stein, the San Francisco uh, victim, the guy who gets shot in the taxi cab, the taxi mm -hmm. cab driver, his whole autopsy is like in the book and then all detail about what the doctor did and the pages and pages. I'm like, okay, I can't. <laughs> let me get to some Next. Zodiac. Yes, I can get to the Zodiac stuff. So I'm reading it. A uh, big part of the reason I'm reading it is because I'm a huge fan of David Fincher's Zodiac. Right. One of my, it's my favorite Fincher film. One of my favorite films. Okay. Just in general. That's a good film. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. The more I watch it, the more it, like it reveals itself. And it you just know. sucks me in every time. I, right. Like, you can't stop. Like the movie starts. No matter what time you start no. too on it. Yes. Yeah. You're yes. in. I can easily watch it at any Whenever. time. Whatever. Yeah. Sucks you in, just like you're saying. Wow. Yeah. Um. So what I'm doing now is I'm watching it. Piece by piece, and sort of, you know, I watch like forty minutes here. I think I watched another twenty last night, as I'm reading the book. So I'm oh, about halfway nice. through the book, and I'm seeing what's the same, what's different, how they arrange the details. Okay, because Robert Graysmith is the character played by Jake Gyllenhaal. So right. it's like, well, what information is actually in the book? And then the book that I got, the edition I have, it has like a very tiny little addendum at the end of a few pages. That's apparently uh, David Fincher meeting up with Graysmith and talking to him. So I'm reading the book first to get to the little bit at the end that actually addresses the making of this movie. Mm -hmm. And um, it's interesting what they did change, what they kept in there. There are, and they did still change some things. Right. Like, uh, again, with the, the taxi cab murder, mm -hmm. um, they put out that, oh, uh, they accidentally said they're working for a black guy instead of a white guy. So the two cops that were out there. Uh, they saw a white dude, but they didn't stop him because they're, oh, looking, they're looking for, for a, a black, black guy. Dude. Oh man! Uh, and they just kept going. And then later, they reported themselves. They're like, "Oh shit!" After this it, got, it got changed later, they went over to the cops and they're like, "Listen," to the detectives. Like, we were told it was a black guy. We saw a white guy in the area at the time. And then they ask him, uh, Ruffalo and uh, the ER guy. They ask him, uh, "Well, did you stop him?" And they're like, "No." Like, if you had stopped him, he would have been covered in blood. And they're like, damn it, we fucked up. We should have at least stopped the white guy that was in the area. Yeah. Now, now I'm reading the book. Mm -hmm. They did stop the white guy mm. from their car. They were in the car, in the street. They saw the dude lumbering down the sidewalk, a, a word used both in the book and in the movie. And they say, hey, you see uh, anything happening? Any suspicious thing around here? And the white guy goes, oh, yeah, there's a guy up the street running around, waving a gun around. And the cops speed off. Wow. <laughs> and then that was the dude. Because then later they get a letter from the Zodiac. And he's like, if your cops had stopped me, they would have saw I was covered in blood. Yep. They He like taunted them. He was like, I actually talked to a couple of your cops when, wow. when they were. Uh, and and then Damn, also. Now, so now here's the thing. Now your initial thought is that, oh, now if these cops had stopped them and got out of their car and gone to talk to him. Maybe they would have caught the Zodiac killer no, there. No, they'd have been shot right there, dead in the fucking streets. Yeah. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> Dude was holding a 9mm in his hand under his jacket. Like, he for sure, he had to jump on the cops. Yeah. So he would have just killed the cops, and we just right. would have had two more bodies. Um, it's it's fascinating seeing what they changed. What they, like, why did they bother changing that? That's a fascinating detail. Yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't want to have to show it. So instead of telling it then, they were like, well, let's just cut it out. There's already so many other details in the story anyway. I want to know where to get all the relationships, relationship stuff though between Ray Smith and Paul Avery, the writer played by Robert De Niro. None of that's in the book. The, right. the book is just about the Zodiac stuff. So there's a lot of obviously extra stuff for dramatic purposes that they had. Anyway, it's fascinating reading the book okay. and then seeing the movie at the same time. I highly, highly recommend people do it. 
No one's gonna do that. <laughs> no, one's, no one, no one's obsessed. Eh, with I give it a shot. I, it's fun. It's yeah, really yeah, fun yeah. to see. Nobody reads anymore, Chris. That's the thing. No one reads anymore. I'm about to read. I think I'm making my decision next. I, here's my guys. Maybe you can help me. I have two books that I'm trying to decide between. I'm going to read next. And they're both very big, which is why I'm like it's a decision. One is a Beastie Boys book that came out. You hear about this Beastie Boys no. book? Oh my God! It's uh, written by. I think it's written by both. Uh, who are your surviving ones? Michael Diamond mm-hmm. and uh, who's the one that, that died? Adam Yauch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Michael Diamond and uh, Adam Horowitz. Okay. Uh, I may be getting Yauch and Horowitz mixed up. And uh, the two surviving ones pretty much wrote a book that's like, what's that? 600, 700 pages? <laughs> Thick as fuck. And it's all about the Beastie Boys and their history and everything. I was at Barnes & Noble and I picked it up randomly. I right. saw it there on a shelf, opened up a couple pages and I read two pages about uh, Paul's Boutique and an answering machine uh, that they had set up in one of their dad's house yeah. and all this stuff. And it was like the most fascinating two pages. I was like, this is great. And it's just about a fucking answering machine that they set up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I got to read this book. I didn't pick it up because at that point I was in the middle of, uh, what was I reading last? Something huge. I can't remember. Not Dune? No, Dune was like a year ago. I just finished, uh, uh, oh, um, Future Noir, The Making of Blade Runner. Okay. I was halfway through that. It's a 700-page book. Uh fucking fascinating it's so yeah. good I love it uh, actually I showed it to you last time you were here I was like look at this book I read yes, this book yes. yes I finished it it's so good Okay. Um, so I'm e- I either want to read that Beastie Boys huge right. fan or it's called Red Dragon White Leopard no White something <laughs> look it up Red something White something look it up Red Dragon White Leopard I think it's called this dude who is like an award winning novelist who's only written like short form and like very Red- oh hang on yeah, you, you red got dragon it. white you got it said no white tiger no red dragon white dragon red dragon white it's got a crazy mouse. red cover book look up novel red red leopard red leopard white dragon okay so this dude right. is, is like a baldwin award-winning writer okay who writes like amazing socially conscious work blah 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 this black guy and then he wrote this book that's the beginning of a trilogy that he describes as like he described it as like Black Afri- Leopard Red Wolf? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Black Leopard Red Wolf. There we go. And he described it as African Game of Thrones. Nice. And, and when he put that out there, the literati world went a buzz like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. It's like the Black Panther version of okay. Game of Thrones. And uh, then he put the book out and it's getting rave reviews. People love it. So, so who's making them? The TV show. That's a thing. Yeah, someone's going to jump on it. It's going to get made somehow. You know, just like the Broken Earth series that I right. read. I bet you that's going to get made somehow. Um, so I think that's my thing, though. So it's the first book of a series, so I jump in on it now. And then me, like everyone else, we're waiting wait. for this guy to put out his next books. I've already been burned on the Dark Tower series. I had to wait a decade for a Dark Tower book to come yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are being burned right now on Game of Thrones books because yep. George R. R. Martin's taking a sweet-ass time. I haven't started even reading those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we they all can't be J.K. Rowling's, you know, cranking these things out on a sketch. Right. So these guys work on their own pace. They so. work on their own pace. Is this guy going to work on his own pace, or is he going to crank him out? Will it even be worth it? Will it peter out? Do I wait? You know. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. What I'm going to do. What do you guys think? Should I go Beastie Boys, or do I go with I African see, Game of Thrones? I mean, I, th- 
I think the African Game of Thrones is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. But maybe you should wait to see if a second book's even going to be uh, published. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. If you want to get into, it. I mean, what if it is good? And then you're like you said, you wait a decade for the next one. And Jesus Christ, I mean, do you, is that, and then so, and then is that something? Is that something you really? Is that a monkey you really want to latch to your back right now? Right. Chris? Oh man, I don't know. I got a lot of monkeys on my back, mm-hmm. and they're pooping, mm-hmm. and but they're also picking the lice though, which is oh, that's, that's my hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, it's a symbiosis symbiotic relationship right. with Gogo. some people say it's parasitic I think it's symbiotic mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's fine uh, what do you think you know I would go, I go Beastie Boys or I go I, the fantasy novel I would go with the Beastie Boys one yeah. I would go with the Beastie Boys one for now I okay. mean you can just wait a little bit on this one I think so um, right? that makes more sense I think. yeah alright guys I, I appreciate your feedback Beastie Boys gonna be nice complete Series it, yeah, well, it's not like a book know. two. It's not like book one of a series, right? Like, let's, here's our story. We're telling it in one. If book. you want a great um, hip hop history book as well, Ooh. big payback, big payback, the big payback. It is a great uh, insight into the early hip hop business. Okay, so it talks about beasties. It talks about Cool J. It talks about Cool Herc. Nice. I mean, just the early years oh, in the seventies, the, the birth of it, all. and it's really just a history of the business. Mm-hmm. Of hip hop, I love stuff like that. I read a book called uh, Superman versus Hollywood. I okay, think it's called, and it is the business of the Superman IP. Yes, from serial through Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and it is a fascinating read. So you'll like Big Payback. Okay, then. very cool, very much so. It really know. talks more about the producers and directors and getting the show, like you know how it j- happened. Yeah, the the. the the loopholes or the the hurdles just to put on uh, the Yo MTV raps on yeah. air and everything like that and yeah. like how much and how much influence Blondie had on getting everyone airtime and everything yeah. like that. So it's it's pretty crazy. Oh, right. I'll get that in the BC there Boys. There you go. Book. Great. Settled. All right. I'll finish reading Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Then I'll read these things. I'm trying to read uh, as much as I can because who knows when we're all gonna die. Uh, tomorrow. All right. Let's take a let's take a break it's tomorrow. Chris, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure to... if you guys knew that, but it's tomorrow. Oh, okay. We're let's all gonna die tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, but then this episode's only get like a few dozen downloads. <laughs> I mean, this is gold we got here. We got real gold here. I think this is one of our best. So, this is one of our better episodes. So be it. And we're gonna die tomorrow. Go out on top. Is Chris. this some mm-hmm. sort of like Haley's Comet, a uh, Bible-related prophecy, or no. no? No, it's not. It's just what's this based on? Nothing. Nothing. You should open a Twitter. No, you should. <laughs> you, should you should start a YouTube channel. There you go, and you'll get. Thousands of followers immediately based on squat with that kind of uh, the world ends tomorrow. Why? Because I say so. Just add a couple anti vaxxer ads, and there you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back with uh, we got an email from Ron. We have uh, I got about three or four news stories to Mm -hmm. read, and then uh, and then we'll see how we'll wrap it up. We got a couple options for wrapping it up here. Uh, but then first, before we do any of that, I got for people. This is from last week. I got the email late. It's Billy D's Death at the Movies. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, here we go. They can check that out. No business bond, insecure junkyard motherfucker. Welcome to Billy D's Death at the Movies. What is up, my dudes? Sorry it's been a minute since my last check-in. I've been crazy busy at work and prepping for vacation and an upcoming move. Then I got sick and went on vacation, and I'm still getting over this cold, obviously. But I managed to see some stuff. I finally watched a movie that's been lingering on my shutter key for a while, an Argentinian ghost movie called Terrified. And this movie was scary as fuck. It's about a small block of homes and the paranormal events that are happening in all four of them. An aging detective and three psychologists stay overnight in the homes to get evidence to exonerate a murder suspect. 
There's some seriously scary shit in this movie. It's got atmosphere, gross creature effects, some very effective scares, and a good unfolding narrative. I loved it so much I watched it twice. They've already greenlit a remake of this, so I'd catch the original before the, you know, crappy English one comes out. I watched The Wife last night. Damn. Glenn Close is so fucking great. Jonathan Price is awesome, but Close stole the show. It's also a solid, well-made drama. Highly recommend. I'm hoping to resume all personal projects soon. Life keeps getting in the way. Stay cool, Billy D. Hey gang, it's Chris here, hanging out in the studio, and I just wanted to give you a sample of what you could hear if you sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash so anywhere from $1 to $5 a month gets you access to all of our episodes. And in last week's bonus episode, our movie news roundup, we talked about the last blockbuster video store in Australia shutting down. So why don't you go ahead and listen to this, and I'll see you on the other side. The final blockbuster in Australia has closed, Drew. Boom, 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 boom. Oh. So there are no more blockbusters anywhere? There's one. It's, it's no, fine. there's one left. <laughs> it's, there's one it's left. finally so, done? So Australian Santa is like, oh, I need to go up and get a mountain. I got to go blockbuster. I got to return this copy of Brokeback Mountain, don't I? He's got to go to Bend, Oregon. That's the only place where That's there's the a blockbuster. That's the official final blockbuster. Interesting. Bend, Oregon. The uh, this one was in um, a suburb, a suburb of Perth. Yeah, Perth, Australia. Uh, the owner just you know said you put in pretty good effort. Be the last one in Australia. Huh? Oh, I should do this probably. Put in pretty good effort. Be the last one in Australia, I suppose. But it wasn't going to happen eventually. And now's the time. That's more of a Kiwi, uh, Taika yeah, Waititi well, sort of. Uh, again. Uh, oh, 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 I'm pretty casual. <laughs> you know, I'm a Kiwi. Um, Blockbuster, baby, man. I miss going to Blockbuster. I miss going to video stores. Those things, they were like Starbucks before Starbucks. They, they were on every corner. Yeah. They were fucking everywhere. They like, were everywhere. <laughs> literally everywhere. They were everywhere. They were competitors. They were competitors. Uh, Hollywood video. Yes. There was... Uh, who else was there? Oh, man. Just a couple other chains, weren't there? Yeah, I'm trying to... Hollywood video was for sure their biggest competitor. Nowhere near as big as them. No. No. It, it, I mean, it was that in like mom and pop stores because back in the day, there were plenty of mom and pop those, video rental Those were the best, those tiny little yeah. stores. Super cramped. Shit everywhere you're walking around. Behind the curtain, they have the porn. The one that was in my hood in Staten Island didn't have that. They didn't have that? They didn't have the, no. the naughty section. It was a really small one and we went there a lot. Maybe that's why we went there because my mm. mom knew they didn't have the dirty movies for me to be like, trying oh. to look around the corner. Uh, I saw look at the box. I mean, that's how. Like, I remember, I remember being at one of them stores, and my mom pointing to Young Frankenstein and being like, "Oh, that's a really funny movie. You might like it." And me looking and be like, "Is that in black and white?" I mean, I'm like five yeah, years exactly. old. Like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this old movie. At that time, it was not even that old. It was no. like it was like five years old. It was five or six years old. Um, man, yeah, I miss those stores so much. Good times. Mm-hmm. Eh, only one left. Uh, blockbuster in uh, Bend, Oregon. Oregon. So there you go, a quick sample of what you can hear. We put out new episodes every Friday and sometimes extra ones on top of that. So go to patreon.com slash and sign up today to get access to all of our weekly bonus episodes. Thanks for supporting the show.
back. Here we go. Just like how can working people find you on the interwebs? At Antihero419, Facebook and Instagram. That's Follow it, only there. At Trisha Cogburn on Twitter. It's not me, it's but... It's not him. Parody account. That's not me. But it's a good account. Trisha Cogburn on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter, Crestwitty, so... And as well as uh, Instagram, Cinema, Crestwitty, so... And then the Devil's Details on Instagram is the Devil's Deets. Yep. D-E-E-T-S. Devil's in the Details is a very common phrase. Makes it hard for social media <laughs> right? and email purposes. Did not realize it when we uh, but I, I, when we titled it. But I'm pretty proud of the Devil's Deets, though. I think that works. Yeah, no, I think it's fine. Also on Twitter, Devil's Deets got a pretty good, uh, pretty good. Actually, you know how many people are following? This? You know how many people are following that account? I have no idea. I will tell you right now. There are exactly uh, one thousand three hundred and ninety-two followers. On nice the Devil's Deets. Uh, we got some notifications. All right, I will put out a I will put out a show soon, guys. I promise. At Rob Hinks says population and especially overpopulation could be a great subject for the Devil's Deets. Oh, that was a. In, I mean, yeah. that was in response to Clara Sinclair's uh, a tweet that she put about something. Oh, okay. Um, they respond to her very quickly. They do respond to her. She's a very, <laughs> uh, very responsible. She's the face. She is the face now. <laughs> the uh, yeah, he's just trying to get her attention. I guess. Exactly. So he's not listening to this. Hey, Rob Hinks, get out of here, guy. With yeah, dude, this is a history podcast. I don't know how future o- overpopulation <laughs> is something I need to talk about, but uh, okay. Yeah, how do you wrap that into? <laughs> Come on, guy, get with it. Ah. Give us a historical topic like uh, the making of Blade Runner. Man, I did a uh, uh, hour long uh, Patreon episode on the making of Blade Runner. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of reading, a lot of notes and stuff. And I was like, oh, what was this name? And that was crazy. Drew, you should see this guy do an episode of Devils in the Details and all the dates and the names he throws out there over the course of forty-five minutes. It's wild. It's good stuff. Oh yeah, people check out uh, episode one. What is fascism? That episode has like so many still downloads. So still many. getting wow. downloads. People still want to know. Okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. There's still, your, there's your definition. still very relevant. Uh, second most download episode maybe the communism socialism episode. Hmm. E- either that one or <laughs> the uh, the Jack the Ripper episode. The Jack the Ripper one was a good one was a very as, good well. One as well. Yeah. We'll do another killer one too. I'm surprised. Well, the Chicago's World Fair one we did right. That, that was, was a good that one. was very well. Like people love that one. Yeah, I love that one. I thought that was a great episode. Uh, all right, first let's do Drusa Cogburn. We have an email. We email from Ron. People can email us, cinemacrespedisa oh, at gmail.com. Cool. Uh, Ron is our homie out in LA. He's right. one of our patrons. Hi, Ron. Let's see what he has to say. Uh, he, he asks the question, Chris, how much does it cost? How much does it How much does it cost? That's one of my favorite OJ songs. To get a request done by y'all. I, I would lovely and wholeheartedly still like to hear your viewpoints on the recommendations I gave you. I understand the busy and hectic lifestyle Orlando offers you, but if you ever are bored at 4am or something, give it a look and see. Also, what character would you be in a D&D campaign? It's been, a, it's been what I've been listening to a lot. Mm. The, so first he's berating us for not doing our job that he's paying for. Okay, because he is a $5 or above patron. So the way our Patreon works... So get works, on it. Yeah, exactly. We have to get on it. <laughs> yeah, it's on us. There we go. Uh, we, have, uh, we have one through $5 levels. You can pay one, two, three, four, five dollars No matter okay. what you pay, you get access to all the episodes. Nice. No matter what. Cool. But if you pay for the $5 tier, uh, you get input as to what episodes we actually do. Ooh. Now, Ron wants us to watch... He wants you to watch a movie called King Cobra. 
Which is I've heard of it. Who is it? James uh, Franco? James Franco and uh, Christian Slater are uh, competing gay porn producers. Awesome. So Ron wants him to watch that. He also wants me to watch Paris is Burning. Okay. Uh, a legendary documentary about the uh, New York drag scene in the early 80s. Uh, Lady Reptastic also independently on her own brought up Paris is Burning and said, if I'm a movie fan, I should have watched that movie by now. Like, really berated me hard and, right. and, and called me names like to my face. I watched Kinky Boots one time. Does that count? Uh, the, what she would tell EG for? <laughs> was, was it good? Did you like it? I liked it. Did you? I loved it. Uh, or or did he do the stage production? No, he did the movie as well. He did the movie fantastic. as well? Fantastic. I love him. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And Nick Frost was in it too. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Well, good, good for Nick Frost. <laughs> right. Uh, he's in that uh, very well-reviewed uh, wrestling movie. Was my family, family, yeah. Friday was my family. Very the well-liked. Harry glossed over <laughs> happy Disney. Hey, WWE, <laughs> they know what story they want to tell, yep. and they're going to tell it. Right. No one's going to tell them we what know, it was. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who needs a real story? Get out of here. Get out of here with Mary your Mary Poppins of wrestling. This guy with his truth about a... Um, so Ron wants us to watch those movies and then right. he also well he wants us to watch them independently okay. and, then and then together he wants us to, to do an episode on Strange Days the uh, the Catherine Bigelow 1995-1997 sci-fi movie it was written and produced by James Cameron okay, and then directed by his then wife or maybe was they did they break up by that time no they were together by that they time they were together they were together because it was after Sarah Hamilton Linda Hamilton, Linda Sarah Hamilton, Connor. yeah, and uh, he wants us to do an episode on uh, talk about Strange Days. So we have three ep- movies cool. we gotta watch, and then we're gonna watch them. Ron, we're gonna watch them. We're gonna watch them soon, and we're gonna do a Patreon only episode that you and the other patrons can hear about those. Um, I think we'll do a combined episode on Paris is Burning and King Cobra. Okay, and then we'll do one episode on Strange Days. Okay, so there you go, Ron. We'll make that happen soon. Yes, Orlando, life is hectic. Also, you know what a problem is? Life is just hectic. Life yes. in general. Is life hectic, in general is yeah. hectic, and then a big problem. You know what a problem is? Huh. Uh, uh, strange days. Not, not streaming. A, not streaming anywhere. Not even for like rent or purchase to stream. So you gotta like buy the DVD. I'm gonna have to buy the the Blu-ray DVD, uh, which is fine. I'll do it. It's not that expensive. It's a, it's quite inexpensive, as a matter of fact. Uh, and then I'll have a copy of Strange Days on Blu-ray in my personal collection. Which, sure, which will be fantastic. I mean, I'll be very very happy, Drew. So there you go. To own a copy of. Strange days. Okay. Uh, was what was his question? Oh, D&D. what D and D character would you be? He's been listening to a lot of guys, apparently D and D campaigns. You guys do D and D stuff? I Are am a D and D guy. Yeah, yeah, you're a D and D guy. Yeah. Um, Ken Kardatsky, a podcaster here in town. He's mm-hmm. an awesome past guest on the show. He does a nerd show, Full Frontal Nerdity. Okay. Uh, but he also does a D and D podcast mm, now. Very nice. I think it's called. What's it called? something they're very popular it's Kardatsky called quest it's called Kardatsky quest with the dragons and people should check it out it's great. okay if it's not called that can change your name to that because it's much better than whatever you're calling now exactly um so since you're a fan i'm not a fan you're a fan you right. know uh give me let's start with you then what what your dungeons and dragons name you just want a name no what i mean what character what characters what kind of characters so i guess we're talking yeah, about what character would you be oh okay mages and trolls right and right like right i my default is a cleric i love the cleric class so that's the yeah, of course it's the one the who, holy the, maid the holy yeah. one right. you can do magic and beat people up 
up. I mean, yeah. it's fantastic. Most of, most really? of the time they run around. They're with, the healers. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're, they're healers, so they're they're like holy warriors. They've got like maces. Yeah. They're okay. very. They've got healing, white magic, and uh, white magic. Lots of you can do white magic. Uh, force, yeah, a lot of god powers I going can do on. White magic. Yeah, yeah white and magic. To, to quote to quote dead of Li- dead alive, you just walk in and go, I kick ass for the Lord. I yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> you just beat yeah. people up. That guy is great. Yep. I kick ass for the Lord. The karate priest is dead alive. Oh my god. Basically, what you get to be as a cleric. That's a kiwi classic, right? Right. right. Um, what are the what are the classic? Well, the, the, you've got the bards, classes, okay. You've I mean, got you got bards, rogue. warriors, rogues. I mean, I, I always barbarians. My best character back in the day was a kender thief. Okay, so a kender thief. Yeah. yeah, so I'm a thief. But a, a kender is like kind of like a half elf, half human thing. Uh, you get there are some elvish bonuses, some human bonuses. They're long and slender like me. So you said there's a bard. Yeah, there's a bard. So there's a writer. Yes. Of sorts. So what is he, what's his thing then? He knows things. He knows things. He drinks and he knows things. He drinks and he knows things. Yeah. Lots of charisma. So I'm obviously a bard. Right. You see where that's going. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I'm a bard. You're a cleric. And then, so you're going kinder thief still? I'm a kender. Kender thief? Kender thief. You, you, so you don't steal kindles. No. You no. steal kenders. No, I, that, he is that, a kender. That's what you are a kender. That's what yes. race I am. I'm a kender. So you're a racist. But I, but I play a thief. So what, what's the... what's the? Uh... I sneak around with daggers and I slit your throat. Oh yeah, it's rough. So you're my and I, and I open locks and doors. But because yeah. if there's one thing that I can't stand in any sort of RPG, either game or video game, it's not being able to open chests and doors. Yep, it's a there's loot inside that chest. I want it. Yep, there's only one way to open that fucking thing. I, I need my lockpick skill up. But I can't. <laughs> I can't use my uh, my book learning to open that thing. I mean, no, no. I'll, you know, you, you'll you'll be able to know who made the chest. No. I can know who made it, uh-huh. and, 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 and like and like if there are any spells or traps on it. Yeah, but you can't actually open it. But I got this guy here. I got my cleric over here with the holy magic. Right. Can he open it? Maybe you're like the w- most well connected man in the community. You're like, I know a guy who can do this. Yes, yeah. yeah, yes. I got my. You phone. can't do it, but you know the guy. Yeah, yes. I got my Rolodex. Absolutely, you know mm-hmm. a guy. Okay, I think we can survive a good D and D campaign together. I, I think, think I the think, three of us could do well. I, I think you guys can talk me through yeah. it and help me survive as as your leader. I think uh, probably can. easier than <laughs> doing it with Pedro. Yes. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Pedro within two minutes is like, get the fuck out of here with this. I'm leaving. Bar fight. Where are my kids? We're going to go play video games. We yeah. have Pedro. He's the best. Um, thanks, Ron. You're awesome, buddy. Thanks for email. You can email cinemacrespedisa at gmail.com and we'll read all your questions and do all this stuff. Right. Um, okay, I got a couple of quick stories here. Idris Elba apparently will be replacing Will Smith as Hitch in Hitch 2. Can you imagine if that was a real story? That's not a real that story. That would be that fantastic. I just hope it's going to take all his roles. You, you can't mean. take all his roles from now on. All yeah. sequels. I Am Legend 2, Hitch 2, yep. uh, Independence Day 3, yeah, me, um. Aladdin 2, what, which, which Aladdin 2 will be a remake of the direct-to-video Aladdin 2 animated The Return film. of Jafar. <laughs> the Return of Jafar. But uh, instead of Will Smith, uh, instead of uh, Idris Elba replacing Will Smith, no, he will replace him, but then they'll do Aladdin 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, which will be a direct remake and they'll of bring the, back. And, they, and then they'll bring back Will Smith. Absolutely. Because that's what happens with Robin Williams there. It'll be a, a direct it. one-to-one. Uh, yeah. It's a fantastic experience that we're doing here. Um, he will be replacing uh, Will Smith for real mm-hmm. as Deadshot in Suicide Squad right. 2. Or okay. the Suicide Squad, yeah. excuse me. Sure. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad to be more precise. It's going to be so good now that he's helming it. So much better. <laughs> like, I just, I'm so excited about that. And I like David Ayer movies. I like uh, End of Watch and Fury and Training Day and stuff. But like James Gunn knows how to make you a goddamn gotta comic know book how, movie. You got to know the genre. You can't just stick any director in there. That Correct. was, and that was, so, I think the learning curve started when they asked Ken Brown to do Thor. 
And Cam, even Ken admitted he was just like, okay, no, you need to, you, 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 <laughs> you need to know people. the source material. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh's Thor. Now the thing is, I understood the thought process with that one though, because of the, oh, it's Thor. Yeah, we're going with this sort it's of slightly Shakespearean, Shakespearean yes. operatic. Right. Let's bring in the uh, king of that Branagh. Mm-hmm. In that case, it works down. You have Thor. It's like I want fourth, fourth, my father. I right. now fight for my brother in terms of the frost giants. Right. Uh, but then of course Taika Waititi comes with a third one and he knows the stuff he, he knows, knows the stuff <laughs> fuck out of it so yeah. he can change Thor to be like dude bro I'm like Thor bro yeah, <laughs> and it's exactly. like oh this is great this is fantastic this this is like, did, didn't that whole yeah. thing kind of start with uh, what what movie was it in where Thor wasn't in it so they did like that weird thing. It was Civil the, War. He wasn't the, in the YouTube. Civil War, he was they gave him a roommate. Stuff. They yes. gave him a roommate. And he was just chilling. And that's when he yeah. became funny. Thor. And, and all that stuff was done by Taika Waititi because yeah. they were producing that in conjunction with Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were like, let's free this guy up to be like, oh, you know, I'm just a guy. But even in the first Thor. They had the scene where like he drinks the coffee. He's right. like, "This is good. Bring me more." And he smashes the glass. Right. Um, he was kind of because well, he was still a Viking yeah. god. Yeah. So there's still that fish out of water humor mm-hmm. that he could mine there. But right. uh, yeah, they definitely went full. Like, let's just make this guy a comedic relief. That, it works great. That yeah. said, it was one of the better Loki performances in the first one because it was a Shakespearean villain. I felt. Yes, it, it laid the groundwork for yes. what ended up being everyone's favorite villain pretty mm-hmm. much. I'm shocked at how popular Loki is as a character. Look, but look at people... Tom Hiddleston's face. Oh, yeah. That's why. Just, yeah. you think very <laughs> the dreaminess very of pretty. He's a beautiful man. He, is. he looks great. <laughs> Man, there's like a shot of him in in Kong Skull Island where mm-hmm. he's got the like the vest or the not even it's like the gun holster, right. and he's walking with a gun and just the way like his legs are and the way he's walking, he, he looks like Calvin Klein ad. Oh, <laughs> he, he just can't help it. He can't help it. Like, um, goddamn this guy. If you've ever seen uh, the Hollow Crown series that they did, don't even know what that is. They basically redid um, Shakespeare's historical plays. Okay, so Henry the Fourth, Henry the Fifth, Richard the Second, and then they did an. A second season, which was Richard III and Henry VII. Okay. So, um, and they they kind of modernized it. So, they basically said, okay, listen, we're still going to use Shakespearean lines. Yes. But we're going to cut a lot of the fat of the scenes. Sure. We're going to cut a lot of the sentences that drone on. Just get the point across. Still okay. using Shakespearean language. But also, we want our guys to... Talk with inflection for a more modern audience. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So Tom Hiddleston plays Henry V in Henry V. Ooh. And he's fantastic at it. So where can, what, what is this called? Hollow Crown. Hollow, Hollow Crown. So it starts off with Henry the... Is a BBC thing? Yeah, it's a BBC thing. Of course, thing. BBC. Um, you've got Jeremy Irons playing Henry the Sixth. you got Jeremy Irons. True, it's Jeremy Irons. Yeah, yes. no, I'm, I'm staring at it right now. Uh, Henry the Fourth is Jeremy Irons. Tom Hiddleston is uh, Henry V. There were three Henrys before me. Benedict Cumberbatch is Richard III. Benedict Cumberbatch. And who is the guy who's, who plays uh, Richard III? I've seen him. He's the the new Q in this yes. the Bond movies. Oh, yeah, he's uh, ben, ben Whishaw? Ben, yes. He's, in, he's, he's Richard, Richard II. II. Yo, this cast is stacked. It's a fantastic series. Yeah. It really sounds it really good. Get you into Shakespeare without having to really read or get into the old style Shakespeare. I love that too. It's you fantastic. know, um, Baz Luhrmann, William Shakespeare, and Juliet. like got me into Shakespeare right. when I saw that movie because it's the same thing where this cut out a lot of stuff we'll use a Shakespeare put it in a modern context right it's modern yeah and again it's still medieval in the it's still this medieval is, this story is they yeah, still, still kept medieval, it in the time period but modern inflections modern pacing modern pacing modern you know just the way people would say you know just simply um, just one one quick example yeah. is um, 
Henry V, mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston says, I am, I am. sure, about something. And the way, sure. yeah, he just, just da, 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 and then he's like, sure. And he just does his hand flexion, just the way a modern person would be like, yeah, whatever, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really is well uh, done. I, I like it. it. All right. Very mm-hmm. cool. I'm totally, totally into it. Yeah. Jeremy Irons. Any, Jeremy Irons. Any, any chance I got to see Jeremy Irons. Oh, he just kills it. And just so many. I'm the fourth Henry. You know that. So there's another Henry coming after me. And of course, half now the, I'm in charge. Half the cast is the is that guy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Him. <laughs> Maybe speaking of Richard. Speaking of Idris Elba, Richard Madden, who was mm-hmm. Rob Stark, is in the running to be the next Bond after Daniel Craig. Oh, the, it's him and Hiddleston. They're the, both are two to one odds favorites, uh, like according to UK odds makers for next Bond, with uh, Killian Murphy bringing up the rear at a seven to one odds. We talked about that in our Patreon. Um, so yeah, I just saw replacing all of Will Smith and all Will Smith movie sequels, right. starting with uh, the Suicide Squad. Suicide so Squad. Goes. Apparently, Green Book, Academy Award winning Green Book, right? Uh, is a hit in China. Okay. What? They love it over there. They think it's fantastic. Do they I haven't seen it, it yet. They sort of understand it. You haven't seen it I yet? haven't seen Green Book it's yet. It's a fine movie. It's but that's like, what I feel the Academy always does, is they give best picture to the movie that they want me to see. It's this year's Shakespeare in Love. Okay. For sure. King's you know? Speech. It's this year's King's Speech. King's Speech is a little better than this movie. Okay. But it is, yeah. It's not the it's not the adventurous pick. Right. Um, But it's killing it. In China. in China, cool. Seventeen million dollar opening weekend in China behind How to Train Your Dragon three and uh, Alita: Battle Angel. Maybe it's because they thought it was the sequel to the Little Red Book. Maybe they did. Like, they oh, would, it's, oh, it's, it's the, another Mao thing. It's the better book now. <laughs> right. Mao finally got it right this time. Right. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Mao Zedong the second. Yes. Around, played by Jeremy Irons. It's like, <laughs> oh. There was a Mao Zedong before me, but there will be one after me. But now we have the Green Book. Um, it's uh, it's a fine movie. Maharshala's okay. great. Of course he is. Vigo is doing, you know, I think you may be, I mentioned your Syrian side earlier. I think yeah. your Italian side may be like, I'm kind of done with this Goomba, Ginzo portrayal of okay. Italians, you know. Not as bad as, as bad as Adrian Brody and Peaky Blinders. Uh, is, he, is, is he doing a bippity boppity? He does a Don Corleone. Oh, so bad. He does a Marlon Brando he, the he entire talks like time. like this the whole thing. The, the uh, fucking toothpick. And the, uh, I'm like, oh my both God. You guys are Stop. reacting the same yeah, way. No, it's it awful. Is. It is Stop. really bad. <laughs> so you both independently came to the same conclusion that this is yeah. universally terrible. It, was the, it, <laughs> it is the worst part of the entire wow, series is good. his portrayal. No, Adrian Brody's a good actor too, but he does things like like the Jamaican Sean Paul bit he did with the the the. Uh, SNL. You okay. guys know about no, that? No, I didn't know about this. So he did one, he hosted one SNL. Mm-hmm. I think it was right after The Pianist where he won for that. So his name was kind of out there, right? Yeah. So he gets a gig and uh, the guest was Sean Paul. Sean John. Who's the... Uh, Sean Paul. Sean Paul. Sean Paul's the guest. Adrian Brody. Yeah. With no approval from no one. Goes out there. You can find this on YouTube. Comes out there with the the African hat with the fake dreads. Oh god! And he does the Africa, uh, not the, the Jamaican, the Jamaican hat and mm-hmm. his Jamaican accent. Uh, like oh, boy, the rhythm. Then he does this whole really bad intro in a fake Jamaican accent that got him in a lot of trouble. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, there's a reason why he hasn't been invited back. Yeah. And uh, that's that, that's it. That's the reason right there. 
that's the reason right there. It's amazing Adrian Brody makes some bad decisions. He really sometimes. does. But he's a good actor, though. But he does a bibbity-boppity Italian. Well, but Vigo does this. Vigo the same is thing. just like right under that, I feel uh, like. And it's just another movie where, oh, yeah, that's here, here's another movie about uh, New York Italians tied to the mob. Like, oh, thank every God. Time. Every, every time. Every time. It's like whenever I see a movie with a Mexican mm-hmm. drug dealer or like the next Rambo movie right. is Rambo versus drug cartels. Like, you mean oh, brown people. He's brown people. Right, people. Yeah. And this brown people are North American drug dealers. It's like, oh, thank you. Thank, finally, we can portray Still no... Spanish people as the drug dealers that they are. <laughs> Still no movies about Enrico Fermi. No. No movies. <laughs> but plenty oh, of mobsters. Yeah, How many Cesar Chavez movies you got now? <laughs> oh, so many. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. Oh, my God. How many Colombian Medellin movies? Uh-huh. And then even like Benicio Del Toro's Guilty of Doing It. Like, right. I, I want to play. It's, you're either a revolutionary on. or you're a drug dealer. Yeah, or or you're a maid, uh-huh. or uh, a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, or the mother of a drug dealer. Right. No, you can't be doctors and lawyers and all this other. Honestly, stuff. Honestly, and you know, and I'm, I'm a bit of a fanboy for him, but I think the only one who got to do serious span, uh, Hispanic roles, like historical characters, was oh, Raul. Yeah, he got he. He, he's like, no, I'm doing Oscar Romero. Yes. F you. Yeah, he's like, like I want to do stuff that matters. Yeah. I want to play I'm artists. doing Chico Mendes. I want yes. to play, yeah. play real mm-hmm. people. Like right. M. Bison. And yeah. then die. And then die. <laughs> Opus. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm out. <laughs> Perfect time for stomach nothing, cancer. There's nothing better. Perfect time for stomach cancer. I'm out. Most One of the most painful cancers possible. <laughs> Peace. I know right. the Street Fighter. He must have done it because like I'm dying. I need money his to kids. set up my family. Right. His, his my, kids, kids really like the game and, then, and everything. And, and he wanted, like, yeah. It's the same reason Bob Hoskins said Super Mario Brothers because uh-huh. his kids are like, oh, we like Mario. Yeah. He's do like, it. yeah, I'll do it. And he's like, oh yeah, sure. And then he shows up like, what is this? And then even the directors are like, we well, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> both of the, both of those are perfect examples of like you guys got the perfect guy to play this character yes. and you <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he still fucked it up. It's very similar to the Spawn movie. Yeah, now you say perfect cast on every single yeah. part. Black Dynamite, yeah, they got everything. Black Dynamite to play Garbage. Um, <laughs> same thing happened with Tommy Lee Jones doing Two Face. Yeah, he had no idea. What he had was no doing. idea what he's doing. But his kids were like, "Oh, you should be in the yep. new Batman movie." And he was like, "Okay, I'll do it because my kids want me to do mm-hmm. it." And then he's on set with all that makeup next to Jim Carrey, who he hated. Yep. He hated Jim hated. Carrey. And then he was like, oh, "The money, my kids, the money, the money, <laughs> the money, <laughs> my kids." And then, and then he's fine. He's fine in the movie. Yeah. He's just hamming it up. Uh, final story. Okay. Amazon. Uh-huh. They're doing the Lord of the Rings series. Oh, boy. Jesus. They announced this a while ago, but some information has now started coming out about what they're going to do. Because there's speculation. What is it? Because they announced prequel to start with. How do you add more to that Exactly. Trilogy. What do you do? They were going to do a prequel series, so people were like, is this the story of Aragon, blah, blah, blah? Right, right. Are, 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 the are, we re- are we rewriting Tolkien here? Right. We got it now. We got what's what going on. What is it going to be? All right, so, Tom Bombadil. So they they'll finally do the Tom Bombadil. He's guaranteed gonna get an entire episode, of course, to, to appease everyone. There's an official Twitter account called at L O T R Lord of the Rings right. on Prime. It's All an right. official account. They tweeted a map of Middle Earth, okay, with no like an unlabeled map, and people are like, "What does this map mean?" Uh, and then they just tweet underneath that one ring to rule them all, etc. Of course, so that right. whole thing, that whole little poem stanza. Um, it's confirmed that the map that they're showing is a map of the Second Age. 
Lord of the Rings, as we know it, the movies, mm-hmm. it's the third, third age. age. Yeah. They're going to tell the story of the second age. Okay, so we're getting a little Salmarillion uh, yes, dip and, in there. And then, which then precludes Aragon. So yes. we're not getting the story of and Aragon. And before The Hobbit. It's before. Yes, Way it's before. all before. So we have that. lots of... So what it essentially is will okay. be the story of Sauron forming, making mm. the ring that controls all the other mm-hmm. rings and the kingdom. Okay, I'm on for that. I'm on board. So it's almost like the Sauron origin story. I'm on board for that. Yeah, as I long as they don't make him cool. a good guy like Maleficent. I don't think so. <laughs> so well, <laughs> never underestimate that. Yeah. Actually, it could start as Sauron being presented as like a person with right? good intentions. Sure. And then he turns, but by the end, he has to be pure He has to evil. be total dipshit. He yeah. has to be like, I want to enslave the land in darkness. That's mm-hmm. his whole point, right? Um, have you seen the trailer for that uh, Nicholas Holt movie coming out? What's it's it Tolkien? Called? Yeah, Tolkien. Thank no. you. Have oh, not Tolkien. yet. Uh, decent teaser put out where it's the, the war stuff. I was about to say, just him in the trenches, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's Tolkien in the trenches. And nice. him getting the inspiration and then writing love letters to his wife. Which is what you do in World War I. It has a very uh, notebook Nicholas Sparks feel in that regard. A C.S. Lewis um, Shadowland type. Have you ever seen that one? No. There's a movie about C.S. Lewis. And his love and all that. And it's called Shadow. Well, they were in the trenches together, so. Oh, maybe the trenches <laughs> they were like right stuff. next to yeah. yeah. they maybe, maybe they show that. Like, I yeah. got an idea about elves. I mm-hmm. got an idea about lions. And uh, I do remember it, though. My only memory about Shadowland mm-hmm. is I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Um, going to see a movie with my dad. Right. That was a different movie. Walking out of the theater, and my mom and her sister, my aunt, came out of another movie in each other's arms, weeping. Crying, dabbing tissue. Uh-huh. I'm like, I must be seven, eight years old. I'm like, why, why are you so sad? What's <laughs> happening? Like, all oh, the movie was so sad. It made me cry. I'm like, why? Why did the movie make you sad? Why? It's a love story. You know, it's a very sad love story. I'm like, well, why? Right. Why would you go see that? It was going to make you sad and make you cry. And they were just like, shut up, kid. You're asking too <laughs> you many questions. These things. Like, let us enjoy our our, our our sad romantic story about C.S. Lewis. I mean, it took me years, obviously. You're a dumb kid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Tolkien one, the the shots of like the war shots, obviously they want to show you the money shots for the trailer. It was like, oh yeah, they want to give you the link between a fucked up Middle Earth and Sauron and, and all those battles all right. and World War Two and uh, visually it looks I thought it looked pretty nice. cool you know I might go see that thing uh, but it's a second age and it's Sauron and all that stuff we'll see if we actually get to see Sauron or if he's just gonna be an eye over a, mm-hmm. a tower or whatever looking for his contact lens that whole family guy joke is pretty mm-hmm. it's a good joke it is it's a good joke oh yeah it's a good joke uh, so, I know. You, got, you, got, you got Prime? I do. You got Prime Rice. There you go. It's coming. Cool. The, 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 the series is coming, whether you want it or not. All right, we're coming down to our last final minutes of the episode here. So here we go, guys. Buzz in by saying your name. Which director and producer had a dog called Indiana? Is it A? Drew. Drew. Steven Spielberg. Incorrect. <laughs> Dan. Damn. Is it, what, did you buzz in? Yeah. Yep. Uh, is it George Lucas? It is George Lucas. He go. did have a dog. It was one or the other. Yep. Yeah, you got, you're on the right track. Which James Bond actor was contract- contractually forbidden from wearing a tuxedo in any other movie? Drew. Drew. Uh, God damn it. Richard Dalton. Richard Dalton is incorrect. <laughs> His name is Timothy Dalton. Timothy ah. Dalton. Damn it. Dan. Which James Bond actor was contractually forbidden from wearing a tuxedo in any other movie between the years 1995 and 2002? 
Oh, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, yeah. correct. All right, there we go. Which pair of original Ghostbusters stars also wrote the screenplay? Which pair of Ghostbusters Dan. stars? Dan. Um, it was Aykroyd and... Um, oh, my God. Egon. Whatever. Ah, what's his name? Come on. Um, uh, Come on. Reitman, right? No, not nope. Reitman. Reitman's uh, a director. director. Uh, Reitman's a director. Oh. Drew, which pair of original Ghostbusters stars also wrote the screenplay? So what that means was it, it was... A, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. B, Bill Murray Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Aykroyd and Ramis. Ah, correct. The Shawshank Redemption was based on a book by which horror author? Drew, Stephen King. Stephen King is correct. The Palm Door is the biggest prize at which Drew, Drew Khan is correct. What was Norman Bates' hobby in the 1960 film Psycho? Dan. Dan. The taxidermist. Taxidermist correct. Yes. Which James Bond actor used to work as a coffin polisher? Was it? What? Yes, which James Bond actor was a coffin polisher? Was it A, Timothy Dalton, B, Roger Moore, C, Sean Connery, or D, Pierce Brosnan? Drew. Drew. Sean Connery. Sean Connery is correct. Wow. Trying to think of the oldest one who yeah. maybe could have done something before acting. He's like, yes, <laughs> coffins need to be polished, and I will polish them. Here we go. Who played the title role in the 1960 film Spartagish? Dan. Dan. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas is correct. Still alive. I mean, <laughs> hundred and something years old. Yep. His son's almost dead. They, yeah, Highlander. Yes, he is a Highlander. Yeah, yep. he gave his son throat cancer so he could live. According to Gene Kelly, okay. who was his favorite on-screen dancing partner? Was it A. Ginger Rogers, B. Fred Astaire, Sing C. Bing Crosby, or D. Judy Garland? Drew. Drew. Judy Garland. Judy Garland is incorrect. Those options again, A, Ginger Rogers, B, Fred Astaire, C, Bing Crosby. According to Gene Kelly, who was his favorite on-screen dancing partner? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby is incorrect. Fred it was Astaire. Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire. Astaire. Well, I figured finally, here we go. Other. Rope from 1948 was the first color film from which legendary director was it? A, Alfred Hitchcock. B, John Houston. C, Orson Welles. D, David Lean. John, Drew, John Drew, Houston. John Houston is incorrect. I'm going to go with David Lean. David Lean is incorrect. Rope is a very famous Alfred Hitchcock film. Oh. So, Dan, you got one, two, three. You got four right. Drew, you got one, two, three, four right. Tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Here we go. In which X-Men film did the character of Deadpool make his first cinematic appearance? Drew. X-Men Origins colon Wolverine. Drew is the winner. Well done, (laughs) sir. I'll even give you one of these. God, what an awful movie that was. Wow, man. That was a a tight one. Yeah. You guys did good. That was a lot of fun. All right. Well, Dan, thank you so much. No problem. I appreciate it. That was a great episode. We're going to have to have you back. I'm sure people are going to love that one. Drew, thank you. Up yours. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'll edit that so it's a little tighter together. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, All right, everyone. Thank you for downloading this thing. We appreciate you guys are awesome. Sign up for our Patreon, and we'll be back next week, episode 323, with hopefully from the Daily City Show, the resurrected Daily City Show. Mark Baratelli. Peace out.
A PFT Media Production.